Packers rookie seventh round corner Carrington Valentine continues to be a standout. Could he really be good enough to make the Packers change their plans in the secondary? Plus, Locked On Patriots host Mike DeBate gets us set for joint practices between the Packers and the Patriots. All of that on today's show. Caught by Watson. You are Locked On Packers. He's got great speed. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Christian Watson down the sideline. Locked On Podcast Network. And he will score. Your team every day. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. The Green Bay Packers secondary has its questions, particularly its safety. Coming into this season, I wondered, every dayers will remember this back in the spring, between Eric Stokes, Russell Douglas, and Jerry Alexander. If you're resolute in all of those guys playing corner for you, where is Keyshawn Nixon's home? Is it really going to be in the slot when everyone is healthy? When Eric Stokes gets back and is healthy, after the way that he played as a rookie, and after he played well last year when he was allowed to play man-to-man, and he is a terrific press man corner. If they're going to play more press man coverage, Where is Keyshawn Nixon falling into all of this? That would be a reasonable question to be asking right now. We asked it in the spring. We're not asking it right now because the answer for the moment is that Keyshawn Nixon is going to be the team's starting nickel corner. But Carrington Valentine, this rookie from Kentucky, we're going to have to do a rookie orientation series, I think, on him. I wasn't sure I was going to do one. We're going to have to do one on him. He's been that impressive in camp. Continues to stack impressive practice days even after what was a really impressive exhibition season. And he's going to get opportunities in joint practice to go up against Devontae Parker and Juju Smith-Schuster and Tyquan Thornton. And those guys are not T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. But... They are NFL receivers. Taekwon Thornton has a lot of speed. Juju Smith-Schuster is a crafty receiver. Devontae Parker is big. He can go up and get, get it over you. Tracks the ball extremely well. Can still get vertical. What happens if he keeps playing like this? And you have four boundary corners that you feel like are starting caliber players. Now, this may be as simple as In a year, you don't because you're going to let Russell Douglas walk or you're going to move Russell Douglas to safety. But right now, Russell Douglas is looking like he is playing the best football of his career. By all accounts, having a terrific training camp back on the boundary where he feels most comfortable. And as a leader, a vocal leader on this team, someone who's going to Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur and saying, hey, this is the way that I think we should be playing, that we would feel the most comfortable playing. And the coaches are listening to this guy. You're really going to move that guy 
And we know you're not going to move Jair Alexander. So then what exactly do you do? This brings me back to this question about Keyshawn Nixon. Does it make sense to say, look, he was brought in to be a core special teams player. That was before they knew he could return kicks. Do you allow him to fully lean into that role? Try and find maybe a role in the offense for him. And then see if you can make it work at safety. Someone who has playmaking instincts on the ball, who if you brought them in to be a core special teams player, that means things like kick coverage, punt coverage. You have to trust people to tackle in those situations. So, okay. If you think he's smart enough to play the nickel in this defense, you have to be able to believe that he can read keys, that he can diagnose uh, route combinations, that he can read quarterbacks' eyes, that he can make plays on the ball, all those things. It's not for all the reasons that it was reasonable for us to go maybe Russell Douglas to safety before the season or even during the season and now after the season. It makes sense to say the same things about Keyshawn Nixon. Now, do I think the Packers will take such dramatic action? It's still early. I want us to have context here. And I, you know, I was accused of being a contrarian for pointing out that this has happened before with rookie corners. Josh Jackson, you know, there were some issues at the top of routes, he gets a little grabby. That was something, especially in rookie camp, that first season became a problem. But in the preseason, in training camp, early on in training camp, when Jerry Alexander was, was dealing with some injuries, Josh Jackson looked like he was going to start and did end up starting. Josh Jackson was the one getting like pick sixes in the preseason. There was a narrative that Josh Jackson was a better player than Jair Alexander and that it was okay. He was a first round talent that they got in the second round. This was the steal of the draft. Josh Jackson is currently unemployed, currently not on a team. The Packers traded him for someone else's cornerback problem. And that guy, Isaac Yadam, is now not on the Packers and Josh Jackson, not on the Giants. Then went to the Cardinals, not on the Cardinals. So I, I want us to have some perspective here. Corner is one of the hardest positions to come in and play well right away. It's why. I was so excited about what Eric Stokes was because it is exceedingly difficult to come in and play right away as a corner, as a rookie, and play well. And I don't mean play well for a rookie. I mean play well. And Eric Stokes did not play well for a rookie. He played well and happened to be a rookie. Last year, they played more off. They played more zone. They played more cover six. So at least early in the season, he would have been much better suited to what they were doing later in the season, more squat, more press, more man. And it seems like that's what they're doing this year. It just so happens that Carrington Valentine is also well-suited to those things. So yes, having four corners that you feel good about is great, plus Keyshawn Nixon, so five. It's hard to imagine there are very many other teams in the league right now that feel better about their cornerback situation than Green Bay. So maybe the answer is you do nothing because injuries tend to sort these things out. Bob McGinn always, always, always said 
in almost no case is it actually true you have too many guys. It's almost never true that you actually have too many good players. That either someone is a mirage or they get hurt and they sort these things out for you. That tends to be what's happened. So if it's me, I'm counseling patients here. But the fact that we're even able to have this discussion and have it be, I think, a reasonable discussion. It's my show. I get to decide what is reasonable. I think it's reasonable to be saying, okay, are there options here? If he keeps playing like this, how do you put the best players on the field? How do you find, is, is, does it make sense to try him in the slot? I don't, I don't think so, by the way, because I think he is a press man cover corner and it is not a slot type. Not to say I wouldn't try it. That's not to say I wouldn't try it. Because I would. So having these conversations means he's really playing well, and he is. But let's also understand, we've seen this story before. Playing well in August does not mean playing well in September, October, November, December, January. And even if it does, something else is probably going to happen that helps flesh out exactly what the clearest path forward is. The problem for the Packers right now is like the safety room is a mess. So can you make a move now? Give someone the rest of training camp to try and get up to speed. That's something that I would at least consider looking into if I'm the Green Bay Packers. All right, we're going to talk to Mike DeBate to get set for joint practices, which are coming up tomorrow with the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots. That's here on Locked on Packers. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Pick of the Week. Looking for a safe quarterback to take as a starter late after you wait on the position. Then you can ride with the Cowboys' Dak Prescott, who when healthy and getting enough volume, always comes through as a great fit in fantasy lineups. Prescott will be more efficient in the new offense under Mike McCarthy, and his weapons have been rebooted more to his liking with someone like Brandon Cooks. Dallas also won't be nearly as run-heavy, restoring Prescott's solid numbers through the air. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. With eBay Guaranteed Fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it, eBay Motors has it, and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car. Because eBay Guaranteed Fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC, and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you know you'll always be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For all the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, and exclusions do apply. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Every dayers. 
Tomorrow on the show, we get you ready for joint practices. We review joint practices. We get all the stuff we need for joint practices later in the week. And then Taylor Kyles, who covers the New England Patriots, will be at joint practices. He's going to join us for a summer Friday to talk about what happened at the joint practices and get us ready for Packers Patriots in preseason week two. It's the preseason, so we're not going to go full crossover. But Peter Bukowski here, Locked on Packers. Mike DeBate, Locked on Patriots. It's joint practices. It's a Super Bowl 31 rematch. The grudge match, Mike DeBate. No, just kidding. <laughs> but it will be a fun week uh, with the game this weekend uh, on Saturday. And so a lot to talk about here, Mike. At just top line, we just, we, you know, we, we had the, the conversation for Locked On Sports today about Ezekiel Elliott and what he brings. I don't expect to see him a lot this week for mm. New England. Who are the players for the Packers that you are interested in seeing or a matchup you want to see against New England? Let's start there. Yeah, I mean, without question, I think every Patriots fan would love to see Jair Alexander match up with Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju took the podium on Sunday and on Monday and basically said that he's looking forward to getting in there and matching up against the best. Now, we don't know if the Packers are going to indulge that in the game, but this is definitely a matchup that's going to happen during joint practices. And I think that's something where the Patriots may be looking to take a little more out of that uh, rather than the game itself. Bill Belichick talked about the importance of joint practices on Monday morning before the Patriots took the field. So I think those are the types of matchups that Patriots fans are looking forward to seeing a receiver going up against the best of the best when it comes to cornerbacks and seeing if these guys can match up. But I mean, I'd be lying if I said that all Patriots fans are not looking forward to seeing Jordan Love and that new look Packers offense that really is going to be exciting to watch. So we're looking forward to seeing a lot of the guys in green this week without question. Yeah, the the Jair Alexander uh, matchup may, and I'm underlining, may have to wait. Jair Alexander dealing with a groin issue. We don't know if he's going to be available on Wednesday, did not take part in team activities on Monday, but did was out on the field doing some work. So we'll see. I'm sure he'd like to be out there and absolutely uh, clamp Juju Smith-Schuster if he can, uh, as he, he relishes those opportunities too. I was on uh, our mutual friend, uh, Taylor Kyle's show about uh, yesterday, and we were talking about uh, matchups that we want to see. And one of the ones that I threw out there was, I want to see Kyle Duggar against Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft, these rookie tight ends for the Green Bay Packers, mm -hmm. because if, and, and whether or not we see one-on-ones, the Packers and the Bengals canceled one-on-ones because that's when fights tend to happen. And then <laughs> lo and behold, fights happened anyway. But uh, I, I don't know if we'll see it in one-on-ones, but at some point, presumably we will see um, the the myriad groups of, of safety and overhang defenders that the Patriots can use to cover these big tight ends. Um, what do you what do you what do you see there? And do you think we will actually get a chance to see some some opportunities for those guys to square off? Yeah, one hundred percent. Kyle Duggar thrives on these moments, and he is the Patriots' primary weapon on the defensive side of the ball when defending against tight ends. And tight end eraser. Packers have a cup, absolutely, and the Packers have a couple of exciting young players that can challenge themselves with one of the better defenders that you'll see. Uh, you know, in the preseason, especially with Kyle Duggar's ability to be able to cover. But don't sleep on guys like Jabril Peppers and maybe even a Joshua Bledsoe, which is a name that I know Packers fans 
probably not familiar with. No. Joshua is doing everything he can to try to make this roster in New England. He's a thumper. He'll definitely go after you. He loves to play in the box, loves to get his hands dirty a little bit when it comes to a defensive back. But he's been very good about shadowing someone like a Jabril Peppers. So expect to see that name pop up. I know in his fight for a roster spot, he's going to be doing all he can. But if Packers fans want to keep their eye on the Patriots, uh, you know, core in that uh, realm, you're going to definitely be watching Duggar. You're going to be watching guys like Jabril Peppers and also Adrian Phillips, who is no stranger to covering tight ends either. This was a Patriots draft class that was full of guys that I felt like the Packers would have their eye on if they were available to them. Keon White was someone mm-hmm. that they really liked. Marte Mapu was someone that they really liked. That the Patriots, I, I, some people thought, reached for a little bit. I've been told that if he had been healthy, that that was right in the range where he was expected to go. And then Christian Gonzalez, someone you and I have talked to on and offline, Mike, mm-hmm. we really, really like. There is this idea in Packers camp, and it's a football idea, this iron sharpens iron idea. And this goes back, you know, Devontae Adams was out there working with Jair Alexander when he was a rookie. And then Eric mm-hmm. Stokes, when he's a rookie, out there going up against Devontae Adams every day. Right now in practice, it's Christian Watson against Jair Alexander. If you're Bill Belichick, are you going to throw him into the fire and say, okay, Christian Watson, Christian Gonzalez, let's get the battle of the Christians here. Uh, no historical illusions necessary, but let's see, let's see what you can do. Yeah, I think so. I think that in some circles, the only question mark surrounding Christian Gonzalez and Peter, we've discussed this offline was buy-in, you know, essentially attitude about being that type of guy that will go that extra 10% to make it 110 on the field. The best way to do that is to go up against the best competition. So I look for Bill Belichick to allow his players to test themselves. Goes back to my point about Juju wanting to go up against Jair Alexander. You want to go against the best to test yourself. And the Packers have plenty of that on both sides of the ball and the Patriots are looking at themselves as being up to this challenge. They got a tremendous amount of respect for this team, but they also look at it as an opportunity for them to showcase what they can do. And I know the Packers are feeling the same way about a Bill Belichick defense. You can get some wins there. That's definitely a feather in the cap of any offensive player. And it really goes you know, the same on both sides of the ball for both teams. So yeah, I expect Bill Belichick to test these guys with Gonzalez being the one up there uh, first and foremost. I'm going to ask you a question that is kind of a troll, but we're friends, so I'm going to ask it anyway. Uh, is there a level of play that Patriots fans could see from Jordan Love? Understanding the Packers and the Patriots are not rivals. Right. But there's two young quarterbacks. Mac Jones looked really good as a rookie and did look less great, decidedly less great last year. Under adverse circumstances, I understand that. Is there a level of play that Patriots fans could see from Jordan Love that would become annoying? Like, come on. <laughs> when you said you were going to troll me, I almost thought you were going to invoke the name of Tom Brady for a moment. No, this is actually a very good, very lucid, solid question, Peter. I don't think this is a troll at all. Yeah, I think there will be some moments where you do see Jordan Love incorporate the zone read or incorporate the RPO, and that may rub Patriots fans a little bit in the wrong way, saying, why can't we get our quarterback to do that? Although Malik Cunningham is looking good in that regard, so maybe that doesn't sting as much as it would have a couple of weeks ago. But I think Patriots fans are savvy enough to realize that the quarterback that they have and the the offensive coordinator that they have are really a match made in theoretical heaven. Now, is that Mm. going to translate to the field? That's the big question, Mark. That's what everybody's wondering. But Bill O'Brien is at his best when he's coordinating an offense that's incorporated, that's leading the receivers under the defense, 
releasing the ball quickly, delivering it accurately. That's the type of offense that he ran in Alabama. That's the type of offense that Mac Jones ran in Alabama. So are those guys ready to come together and finally put together what we've all hoped for in New England? That's the question mark right now. But I think they, I think Bats fans are understanding that for what Bill O'Brien loves to do, Mac Jones might be the pretty, I don't want to say the ideal steward, but he might be the next best thing to that in terms of getting the Patriots where they need to be. It was just a, a, a question I thought of because I was looking back and going, you know, they drafted Mac Jones a year later. There's not really anyone you feel like, oh, I can't believe we passed. We, we drafted Mac Jones to pass on this other guy because the next like eight to 10 picks, like, are you that mad you didn't draft Christian Derrissaw? But I was like, this could, like, New England could have been one of those teams that took Jordan Love. So if he turns out to be good, is that going to be annoying to Patriots fans? I just, <laughs> you know, it's one of those half troll things. Uh, what true. is what is something that as we as we move toward the preseason game, Packer fans should have their eye on a player, uh, a concept, something that you feel like, okay, something. if you're not familiar with the team, this is a guy to look out for or, or an idea to look out for. Well, the easy answer right now would be Keon White. And we talked about him earlier and the Patriots are very eager to showcase this guy. And he's very eager to showcase himself what he can do. He can get after the passer. He's also a very good defender in the run game. I look for that to continue. There isn't a shutoff switch on Keon White. When he's out there competing, he's competing full on. And I think you're going to see a lot of him. Marte Mappo is someone that you mentioned as well. Marte's been a little bit banged up wearing the red non-contact jersey for a little bit. But at the same time, he's been very intricately involved in Patriots play calling strategy. One of the smarter players for a young player that I've had the chance to cover in quite some time. So I'm looking for him as well. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, Demario Douglas has really popped out as a mm. potential slot, slot weapon of the future for the New England Patriots. He's shifty. He's got the ability to get open in short yarded situations, but he's got deceptive speed that allows him to be effective in the open area as well. So I'm a Packers fan. I'm watching that trio of rookies uh, that, you know, some names are recognizable, but especially Douglas, unless you're in New England, you're not hearing that name an awful lot. Uh, if you get some play uh, this week into the weekend, you're going to be hearing that name a lot more. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked On Packers their first listen every day. Every day, go check out what we're working on over at The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. And check out Locked On Sports today. All the biggest stories in sports in under 20 minutes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, wherever you get podcasts. Adam Levitan is a, a fantasy guru. Not all of them are great. Adam is one of them who is, is happens to be great. Um, and he tracked personnel groupings in the preseason. And I think we don't want to read a lot into them. But when they show us things on the outlier side, on the extremes, I think they're useful. So Jordan Love played 12 snaps on Friday, dropped back nine times to throw. Romeo Dobbs was on the field for 12 of those snaps. Christian Watson was on the field for 11 of those snaps. Jaden Reed was on the field for seven of those snaps. Samori Toure, the only other receiver to take a snap with Jordan Love in this offense. So even though Samori Toure is listed on the depth chart as wide receiver three, by deployment, by what actually happened on the field, Jaden Reed, wide receiver three. 
Okay, Samori Turma might be the third boundary receiver, but if he's not going to play in the slot, he's not wide receiver three. And if you're not going to move Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs into the slot a bunch, then your slot receiver, if you're going to have a dedicated slot receiver, becomes that guy. The other interesting one at tight end, Luke Musgrave, all 12 snaps. All 12 snaps with Jordan Love. Tucker Craft got four of those snaps as well. So that means they were in 12 personnel on four of those snaps. And I, I don't want to make this a Luke Musgrave thing because it's not, but you're too low on Luke Musgrave. I've been saying that for weeks. Uh, if he stays healthy, he's going to break the Packers receiving record for tight ends as a rookie. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that he just flat out breaks the receiving records at tight end. I, I know my bit is most rookies are bad. But there are exceptions to those rules. And Luke Musgrave looks like just from a pure opportunity standpoint, he's going to have the opportunity to break that record. Now, Jaden Reed, another one of those guys where you look at the most receptions by a rookie in, in a single season. Romeo Dobbs, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, those guys are on the list. It's not that many. And so even if, even if Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson stay healthy, they're going to run a decent amount of 11 personnel. Seven of the 12, that's, you know, a little over half in 11 personnel. Jaden Reed's going to get plenty of opportunities, plenty of targets. Now, I don't think he's going to have more than like 30 35 catches, I think that would be on the high end of what we could expect, two or three a game. There'll be one game he has five or six and you know a couple games where he is zero or one. But we saw the flashes. This was something that we talked about in our post-game show after the Bengals game. Basically, all these young players showed something that makes you go, okay. And Jaden Reed is one of those guys who just continues to stack practices much like Carrington Valentine. I mean, this rookie class, I mean, I said it about this last rookie class, the 2022 class, that that had a chance to be like transformational. It, It is potentially the case that in addition to the Jordan Love selection, if he becomes a decent to good quarterback, and even if he doesn't, frankly, if the 2022 and 2023 draft classes continue to progress the way that they have started to hint that they can, if they hit even something approximating their ceiling, these two drafts will set up whoever the quarterback is with an opportunity to thrive. Jaden Reed's going to be on the field a bunch, but not as much as Luke Musgrave, who's going to be on the field basically every snap because he is the starting tight end. And the fact that they, in 12 snaps, ran essentially three plays just for Luke Musgrave. Nine dropbacks and three plays. 33% of the plays, one third of the plays were run specifically to target Luke Musgrave, including a play action slide where he was the primary option and a screen called for him that if Jordan Love can find a way to change his arm angle or go up over top, little hand grenade, that was what JT O'Sullivan called it in his QB school evaluation of Jordan Love, or just like roll out to the right to find a way to hit Luke Musgrave. The Packers have two for two. 
they they get blocks. They don't know that the offensive linemen don't know that Luke Musgrave didn't never got the ball. It could have been a touchdown. It really could have been a touchdown. Luke Musgrave is going to be a featured player in this offense. And Jaden Reed, by the way, also, like on the Christian Watson, if he doesn't throw the go ball, Jaden Reed is open on the bender. There's a, there's a play action play on that, that slider that he threw to, that Love threw to Musgrave. Jaden Reed was a jet motion player on that and ends up being the outlet. He's, again, the, he's the pressure release valve. But if Jordan Love had felt some pressure and needed it to be released, if he gets the ball in Jaden Reed, it's Jaden Reed and no one there. And I'm calling it right now. If teams continue to play them this way, they will design a, a, an opportunity to get Jaden Reed the ball in exactly that kind of situation on, on a play off the play. And they're going to hit it for a big gain. I, that, is, that is something that seems likely to happen at some point this season. So wanted to, wanted to flag some of that stuff here before we got to what we're doing tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like we'll be going after Packers Patriots, you can do that so you can stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>